All right, welcome in Two Dudes, One Cup edition horse race. <laughs> I'm Louis Rabot. Thanks for joining us on this Eclipse Thursday. Uh, obviously, a big one for uh, Mike and me since Mike is skipping the show. Um, uh, he'll be checking in in a minute. I'm just kidding. Uh, but our first Eclipse Awards that we actually got the vote on uh, coming out uh, right now. And so we thought we'd go a little bit early so that people can watch the rest of the Eclipse Awards as they come out. Of course, the big news of the day Bob Baffert's suspension in New York is over. Um, Zach, I have thoughts and, and we will get to them in just a minute, but, uh, welcome in. How are you, my friend? Doing well, doing well. It's been a heck of a week. Um, man, those, <laughs> those Oaks and Derby, uh, prep races are stacking. They're stacking high. It's going to yep. be, it's the best man. We've, we've reached that point now where it's yep. going to be waterfall style. We're going to see those every week. Yeah. I, on the, uh, the radio show that I do in the mornings, I, I would, I had someone text into our show today. Like, Hey, I can't, you know, I'm getting really excited. <clears throat> excuse me about um you know about horse racing look forward to you guys covering it and all that stuff and, I, and all i could think was this is um you know this is the this is the time of year man and i encourage people yeah. listening to the show if you've never done it before you know it, with the derby trail people act like it's like you have to spend all day saturday doing it no it's 10 minutes to watch a race and then think about it afterwards and be done. Um, you know, if you want to start watching the Oaks trail, you could do the same thing. It's like 20 minutes out of your week. And so I encourage everybody, if you can just start a, you know, a little clock reminder in your head, maybe even at the end of the day, Saturday, go back, watch those replays. You don't even have to watch them live. Um, just go back, watch the replays, figure out who it is for yourself, by the way, so that when you do get to that first week in May and everybody's buzzing about a different horse, and maybe it's one that you haven't watched. Well, this year you could say, no, I watched that horse. That horse isn't that good. I'm not, I'm not falling for this. I'm not falling for Danza. I'm not falling for whatever, right? And so this is a good opportunity to start now when the 20-point races are just getting kicked off. We had the little comp last week. We'll talk about instant coffee. We'll talk about why he's not going to win the Kentucky Derby. And then um, we will uh, get into, obviously, uh, the Southwest at Oakland this year um, and uh, their, their sort of path in Arkansas to the um, uh, Derby as well. And uh, it, it is a... I mean, many, many very good horses have come out of the Arkansas Derby. Last year's winner, of course, Cyberknife. Um, you know, in 2015, of course, we got American Pharaoh out of that route um, to the Kentucky yep. Derby. Bodie Meister overanalyzed it, and I made fun of him. But Danzel was one of those horses hit the board in the Derby as well, coming out of the Arkansas Derby. So it is a it is a prep that matters, and so we will definitely talk about the Southwest. Obviously, it's also Pegasus weekend, and I just spent three minutes setting up the show. <laughs> That's not what's going on uh, in the sport right now. But I think we have to talk Baffert first. And... I am of the opinion that the Yak Teen experiment was such a disaster last year yep. that you're going to see owners skip the Derby this year. And I think Bob's going to say to them, look, uh, we can run on the last two. We can run a nice California schedule leading up to that. You don't, you know, you don't have to win the Kentucky Derby to be a great horse. Ask, I mean, Epicenter's probably going to win horse of the three-year-old of the year. Yeah. And he didn't touch a classic race this year as far as winning. Yep. And, and so uh, to me, I, I think you can make that case. I think the ownership sees it now as not even a, 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 the two-year ban part is done. Yeah. It's a one race ban at this point. And it's the Kentucky Derby this year. They can run in 150 next year. They can run in the Preakness. They can run in the Belmont this year. So to That's me, right. I, I think you're going to see, I think you're going to see some very good horses not running the Kentucky Derby this year. I think that's what we learned this uh, today. <sighs> It, it, it hurts me because I go to the Derby every year. We cover it every year. It's a, it's a big part of our calendar. Obviously, the preps are a big part of our calendar. But I don't – how do I put this? I don't, I, don't, I don't judge owners for where they put their horses. 
I think I have ideas about where yeah. I would put them if I own the, if I had millions of dollars and was able to place a horse where I wanted. But I simply don't, and so um, we will uh, be doing that uh, we, throughout the year. Of course, what, what's our new hashtag? Preakness Trail is a thing. Yeah, that's that's right, where baby. we're going. Right? You don't have to run in the Derby because you can run in the Preakness. Boom. And so, let's, Bob, start shipping those horses to Maryland. Let's exactly, go. Exactly. Like, Get yourself you a bar to Laurel. Let's go. Exactly. <laughs> like, can you imagine if Baffert was just like, yeah, you know what? Uh, thanks for uh, uh, eliminating my having to show up in Kentucky. I can just go to Maryland and New York. Yeah. Yeah. And I get, I'll, I'll take Every one of those triple crown winners you think are going to win, I'm going to knock them out in Preakness and, and in Belmont. You know what would be funny, too, is if he goes to the Derby preps anyways and steals the points from other horses. He's already been doing that. I know, but I could see him doing it much later in the year than he did last year. And that's when it gets interesting. Is is he going to steal 100? What what if he wins the, the Florida Derby or something this year? Or he wins the Arkansas Derby? What? He's got a horse in the Southwest? What? He's got the, his best, one of his best horses in the Southwest. What is... His motivation for not winning it. That's the real question. What's his motivation not, not, for not winning it? Not stealing the points? Yeah. Yeah, I, I'm with you. I'm he with you. Motiva- he has all the motivation to win it, to be like, yeah, thanks, Derby. I didn't put my <laughs> our money. And I'm, I won the Florida Derby. I won this Derby. All the people who are in the Kentucky Derby. I mean, what if the news headline is... Uh, Santa Anita Derby, Derby holds- and the Arkansas Derby horses are not running in the Kentucky Derby. Or, or even like uh, for the first time ever, or, or not the first time ever, because the Derby's been running forever, 150 years. But for a, the first time in a long time, the best horse will not be running in the Derby. Yep. These are three Bob and, and the horse is healthy, horses right? that won the Arkansas Derby, the Florida Derby, the Santa Anita Derby. They're all yep. running Preakness. Yep. Baffert has made it clear <laughs> that he is running in Preakness. Yep. Like that's, that's going to be debilitating. It's going to be great, man. It's going to be great. You know, I like, can't wait. Last year during the Derby, no one knew that Epicenter was going to have the runs that Epicenter had. But if, right. if let's say Epicenter was Bob Baffert's horse and he was yeah. like, oh, I'm not running the Derby, then dominated the Preakness, yeah. dominated, the <laughs> right, right, dominated right. the Breeders' Cup. Comes back, wins in the Travers, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, like right. what's – No, you're right. That – Horse Some of the path that Tabor took this year goes to, you know, goes to the Haskell, goes to uh, the Pennsylvania Derby, that kind of yep. stuff. Sure, sure. Horse racing doesn't have that many well, TV and man, races, like man, big TV NBC races. No, that's right. And frankly, the Southwest, off. Southwest is a $750,000 race yes! for three-year-olds, man. Yes. I mean, that's why you run there, obviously. But I mean, you know, but number two, I mean, like he, he can, he can play spoiler here, which is a rare role for Bob Baffert. Oh my um, gosh! I, I guess Medina Spirit is like the one time he had a quote unquote spoiler. But I mean, if you left a Baffert off your ticket, like I did, I just an idiot. Um, and so uh, it's it is its own thing. But I, I think that's the story of the day. Um, obviously, we'll, uh, we're keeping an eye on the Eclipse Awards as they happen as well. But um, boy, oh boy, what a what a bombshell that dropped about four o'clock this afternoon. So um, yeah, all right, crazy. and and you know the weird thing is is when you think about and I've talked about this a lot when I've had the chance to on the show, which is you think about purse size right right the derby isn't anywhere near the top of the, the heap right so you can skip the derby win the preakness win the belmont win the breeders cup and you're taking home 10 million dollars between those three races oh sure if you won the florida derby or the uh, right. arkansas, arkansas derby, derby or something like, yeah. Anita derby. To win. gotta remember too that baffert won back-to-back mo- very recently uh 20 he, or excuse me he won both of the 2020 
Arkansas derbies, which were run on the traditional Kentucky Derby Day with Charlottetown and Nadal. Um, and then uh, really doesn't have a ton of uh, runners in the race other than that outside of, of course, of American Pharaoh. And then before that, though, did have Bodie Meister, of course. Um, so, I mean, four in the last, you know, the last 10 runnings, something like that, 10, 11, or 10, 10 11, 12 runnings. So it's yep. not like he's 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 unfamiliar with shipping horses to Oakland Park or anything like that. So I I just I, I think that if Arabian Lion runs well in this race, you see him stay on that Arkansas path and and they just pick off these races and maybe you know um, somebody doesn't know. Mike wants into the show. Oh poor Mike. He, he's in the bathroom. Oh basketball game. poor no. Mike. Hey, <laughs> I, did he just call? Did you just call him Arabian Lion? Is that what you just called him? Did you just say Arabian Lion? The horse. Arabian Night, excuse me. Arabian you know why Night. I did that? Do you know why I did that? Because Dan Issel calls him why Arabian you, Lion. Why do you think <laughs> Dan Issel calls him Arabian Lion? <laughs> it's in my head now. Yeah. Louis is Dan Issel without all the records. Hey, by the way, and I don't know exactly. <laughs> or the shoe size, yeah. I came in I came in late, so I don't know exactly what your what the bomb show so, was at 4 o'clock. That, that you're Bob Baffert can run in Naira. Okay, that's huge. Uh, and we know, are... We are predicting, or we, I am predicting that he's going to pick off a bunch of derby preps and then not ship his horses to Kentucky. And I was saying that if you think about the rest of the Triple Crown season, he could spoiler at Preakness, spoiler at Belmont, spoiler at Breeders' Cup, and one horse take away $10 million, and the derby but, winner is But you no lose money. You lose money because you don't have the breeding. It's all about the stud fees, but it has nothing to do with the prices. I, I totally and, disagree that anyone would look at Arabian Night, an Uncle Mo. I'm not Uncle you, Mo who wins a bunch know, of races. But if you if you won the Derby, it's it's it, the if you're right, then country the house the stud fee should single, be higher than. Uh, I mean, uh, no, uh, now come on, Alou. You know that's why American uh, Pharaoh. You still have to have both, and you have to have both the previous breeding, and you have to get it. Done. So you think no one's going to breed to Epicenter because he didn't win the Derby this year? I'm I'm saying his uh, stud fee's a lot lower because he didn't win the Derby. Okay. I'm going to say slight line. That, that's the score. Gunrunners, is, Gunrunners is huge. He didn't win the Derby. I, I you're you know what, Gunrunners. Gunrunner didn't have the stud fee at the beginning. He should have. He had to prove it first. It, had, it improved once his once his horses started running well. One hundred fifty k for Uncle Mo. I mean, these these are not these are not. I'm just I'm just saying. You know, that if Baffert wins three out of the big four, and the the fourth race he's yeah Arabian Night wins the, the Derby pre, wins the Preakness, the Belmont, the Travers, and the, and and something in the Breeders' Cup. Mike's Mike's answer is well, he didn't win the Derby, so his stud fee is like fifteen. By the way, I think Arabian Night is winning whatever race he's in. So that. <laughs> if Arabia, I'm, I'm looking for Arabian Night. I'm looking for Arabian Night yep. to, you know, I'm. I was gonna make the comparison to Instant Coffee. Instant Coffee ran in a much better race. The Lecomte is a much better race than the Southwest West Sticks as far as the competitiveness of the fields. However, uh, an Instant Coffee looks fantastic. Instant Coffee just showed me unless he can become a stalker, he is not a Derby winner. It's yep, not gonna happen. Not at all. And we agree. So, uh, and and now, can he adjust? Are we gonna see that in the next? Two prep races where he can stalk instead of flat out close. We'll see. Uh, but uh, he might have won this year's Derby. He could have. Well, because we had the because we had a rabbit. Yep. Now, so we got to watch that too. If we have a rabbit, it's a different thing. Yeah, but, but even Rich Strike was in fifth. Often. He was in fifth coming around the turn. That's not no, last. Rich Strike that was dead last. Rich Strike was dead last until uh, midway once, through the the back once, stretch. Once once um, summers tomorrow started dropping. Is when Rich Strike started coming up and they passed each other almost midway through the field. And that closer, it's hard to win right now. Since the point system's been in place, it's hard to win as a closer flat out. So yeah. uh, unless we have a rabbit, and I don't that's not that's uncommon. Uh, so now we're gonna see if Arabian Knight can handle the two turns 
And if he can handle the two turns and then take off a good Rebel Field, I mean, I think he's your Derby winner. I, I, uh, and you're I'm you're never preaching for you. Yeah, you're preaching for him. Yeah. No, he's going to win the freaking Kentucky Derby. Mike, uh, the Eclipse Awards are set to kick off. What was your most controversial Eclipse vote? Man, I don't even <laughs> like. I don't even know if I remember. I'd have to go back and look. Um, He's Mike Andelfo, member of the National Turf Riders and Broadcasters. Um, you can follow him at Big Mike Andelfo on Twitter. I, I, I will make all my uh, stuff public tomorrow. I, I'd have to go back and see who was the most controversial. Well, I'll tell you what the most controversial was: is that I didn't follow suit with the juvenile races. Uh, I didn't. Uh, I didn't either. Especially on the juvenile Philly, uh, Wonder Wheel was not was not my two year old champion. Two year old, I did go, and I think you did too. Who's your uh, Philly? With who's your Philly? I agree. I put, I put the horse that won the turf uh, as my meditate as my second. Yeah, she was good. Um, and so I just uh, I didn't think we saw the best two year old fillies in the Breeders' Cup, and I didn't think that they deserved to be, you know, that consideration. And honestly, the people that put her Wonder Wheel. As the champion two-year-old filly, I think they laid up and they just took the easy the easy way out because if you you can't tell me that that horse is better than here's your filly. Yeah, if you listen to me all winter, that you heard exactly that. Frankly, uh, I'm sure Zach got tired of hearing it. All right, what else do you need to say to us? <laughs> I'm gonna go back and watch basketball. Oh, okay. I thought you had these like strong opinions about the Martha Washington or something. No, I said I just said uh, I said the uh, Southwest Stakes. Oh, so that you yeah. think the one-to-one favorite is going to win? Well, no, I, I think not only that. I think he's. I mean, you know how rare it is for me to be very high on a Derby contender this early. Well, what will happen is we'll get closer to Derby. You'll tell me how crappy the three-year-old crop is. And then, and then, and then Arabian Night just happens Rod to Charlie be the best of a crappy. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm actually, I'm actually with how competitive the uh, Lacombe field was, I'm actually, I think that this could be a really, a really good field. It feels so, like a good three-year-old year. I, yeah. I agree. So far. So, we'll, we'll see. I hope so. A lot, a lot of races, a lot of health, a lot of different things going on. All right, get him out of here. His name's Mike right, Adolfo. Yeah. Hey, by the way, yeah. cool, cool thing for me here because I'm, I'm at this game today because everybody knows my involvement with basketball from the past. But two, I know both head coaches really well. You know, obviously Scotty D goes to church with me, and but we've known each other for a long time at Bellman. But A.W. Hamilton, who does an unbelievable yeah. job at Eastern Kentucky, was uh, twice a coach for me in the Derby Classic. Coach Terry Rozier in high school and all that kind of stuff. And just uh, a great guy. And I just I love seeing these two guys compete against each other. It's been a lot of fun. So thanks for giving the night off, Louie. You're welcome for the free tickets, too, by the way. Yeah, thank you for the free tickets. Yeah, all right. you're welcome. Thanks, thank you, ESPN, yeah. for the free tickets. All right. Yeah, bye. <laughs> bye. Bye. Ungrateful bastard. The um, <laughs> <laughs> the, um like, give the guy a night off and, and basketball tickets. Like, lower, lowers. I mean, the tickets are insane. Anyways. Um. But yeah, so no, uh, the Baffert, definitely something to watch. Uh, keeping an eye on the Eclipse Awards, of course, too. As we roll along here on uh, the Horse Racing Happy, our producer Zach will be hanging out with you tonight. Uh, let's get into the replays from last week. Mike mentioned it, the LeCompte. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I, let's take a look at it. I hope people um, followed our pick three last week, so go ahead. Yeah, this is great. Two fills making three path progress and instant coffee is gaining as the pace starts to percolate. They turn for home three quarters in one minute, 12.02 seconds. It's two fills. Instant coffee charging hard on the outside. Echo again led, but is dropped back. They come down to this final fairgrounds furlong. And here's instant coffee, who's been lifted to the lead by Luis Saez from two fills. Second toward the inside. They're close to home. It's instant coffee. Instant Coffee wins the LeCompte Stakes by three. 
Two fills was second. Confidence game third. So interestingly, in the in the sheet last week, I gave out the pick three we talked about on the show. I played it for five bucks, cost twenty bucks to play, and it returned two hundred and seventy-five bucks. And so yeah, that's the kind of that's the kind of return we were hoping for. We singled instant coffee in that last race. Now, the interesting thing about him is he was clearly the class of the field, right? No question. I think out of that group, though, two fills, if he can, I like the running style. And I think that he's got the stamina. If he can figure out a better trip or, frankly, just just try and get stronger, faster, whatever, yep. develop as a three-year-old, I think there's something there as well. Once in a while in these, in these early two-turn preps, we get to see a horse that we think will be good later on. Two fills could be that horse. Out of this race, like Mike mentioned, <coughs> excuse me, that, that running style of last to first, and I mean dead last to first for instant coffee, yep. is usually not a player in the modern point system game. Obviously, Rich Strike, an outlier in that. And mm -hmm. so um, uh, I think he's going to have to figure something else out there. I, I do want to say that I am. Zach, can you get these horses off my forehead? Is that something <laughs> we can move? Yeah. Okay. I do want to say that uh, I, I'm. Very disappointed in you right now. Okay. Um, and the reason why is because um, he said that uh, watch this race percolate, and you didn't say anything about that in your commentary just now. Mm, fair enough. He said instant coffee coming up the back. Watch this race percolate, and you didn't say anything. Get the percolate. <laughs> I'm going to percolate. <laughs> All right. Then the other Cox in uh, the Alice look, she, she went to Silver Bolt Day. I told you you had to include her. Uh, because yep. if literally I said, if the other Cox wins, you're going to feel stupid. And mm -hmm. uh, the other Cox won. So here's the replay of the Silver Bowl Day, which is a 20-point prep, the first one for the Kentucky Oaks. Took the lead from Hey You Never Know, who's dropped back. And here's Chop Chop coming with her charge after the Alice look, both for Brad Cox as they come past the quarter pole. Three quarters in 1 minute 12.51 seconds. It's the Alice look and Chop Chop. Chop Chop is just in front. Chop Chop and the Alice look. Chop Chop. The Alice look, and these two have raced away from Hey You Never Know, then Forrest Chimes. It's the Alice look who's dug her heels in for Luis Saez. The Alice look repels Chop Chop to win the Silver Bullet Day Stakes. The Alice look over Chop Chop. Okay, here's the deal. Sometimes horse racing is a little simpler than we think. <laughs> Luis Saez is a better jockey than Florent Giroux, and he he schooled him in that, in that stretch run. He just did. I'm not sure that the Alice look is a better horse. I'm not, <clears throat> but that was just a clinic, an absolute clinic by Louis Sias in the stretch there. I mean, he just I'm not going to get any better than that. And then he goes yep. back to come back with the um, <clears throat> the little comp to close the card. I mean, I just by the way that that outcome Zach probably made us 150 dollars on that pick of that pick three because if <laughs> if uh, if the the Cox wins on and that one, um, then we uh, we're looking at favorite favorite. Um, in the first and last legs, and in that middle leg, we did catch. Um, um, oh, American! Uh, oh man, I bet on American Theorem this year, and then American. <laughs> so many things. Um, <clears throat> but the middle leg too, we gave that one out as our, you know, put that one in as the favorite over Zozo. Zozo was going to get a bunch of money because of the Kentucky Derby connection. Of course, doesn't show up. We end up with uh, I think it was American Revolution um, wins the middle uh, leg of that three. It goes off at five to one. So even just a win bet on that horse would have been nice. So that was one on this show where we really nailed it. And so hopefully people played along. Uh, I did get some, uh, some nice uh, notes on Twitter from people that had a couple of weeks ago, hit the pick five played in Maryland uh, for pretty cheap. And then last week came back and uh, hit um, in uh, 
in uh, New Orleans. So that's great. I do love that the lights in New Orleans look like Hurricane Katrina is happening during the race. <laughs> no. <laughs> like you cannot see anything. And I do not no. know how John Dooley calls calls there. Or calls races. I have no idea. I mean, it, it's, 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 it, the, the workout lights at Churchill Downs are brighter. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I pull in replays for those. I was yeah. like, is this the only camera angle that I can get? This is like, <laughs> it's, is it like 10 o'clock at night? Cause that's how it feels. <clears throat> and, oh, man. you know, it, it's, it's hard on the jockeys too, because if you yeah, have right. that bad you gotta lighting. Fig- yep. Figure out where you are on the stretch and all that stuff. Yeah. No, yeah. for sure. Yeah. Yeah. But it, it's, you know, I, I want to say this. Louis sent me his ticket, $20 on that page, yeah. 275 So, like, yep. you know, you can win the pick three and and make real money off of it if you're betting for value. The cool thing, we're, we're going to talk about the late pick three at Gulfstream today, and their takeout rate is even lower on the pick three. It's only 20% at Gulfstream. And so very, very playable. Frankly, 20% on a multi-race sequence outside of a pick five is a really playable number. And so – um only doing those because I do have to um, put something in the sheet, and I'm sure people are going to be looking at that Pegasus card pretty hard. So um, the Pegasus is a really interesting race, but I do want to go first to Oaklawn, talk about the Oaks prep and the Derby prep. So we're going to be we're going to be <clears throat> prep season heavy on this show. Uh, if you were with us last week, uh, or excuse me, two weeks ago, we're doing a Preakness uh, road road to the Preakness show once a month until we get to the Preakness. We're also obviously going to be covering the Oaks and Derby paths as well. Um, but all of our uh, handicapping, you can find me every Saturday in the sheet at greensheetracing.com. Uh, if you're in Louisville, anywhere uh, in your look, every freaking liquor store in the city has these, these things in there. So um, <clears throat> five bucks, nice and easy. Go find your uh, sheet there. Uh, get all the handicappers information there. Compare it to your notes. Try to get uh, the best tickets together. That you can, greensheetracing.com. Go find my stuff there as well. All right. So we do go out to Oakland Park. And the Martha Washington is this Saturday. And I forgot to look up. Um, the Martha Washington Stakes history, but I think some pretty important horses have won this race. Um, and so let me grab that real quick. I apologize. Yeah, Secret Oath, Will Secret, who finished top three in the Kentucky Oaks. Um, and then uh, Take Charge Brandy, uh, who who went on to win, uh, was the leading juvenile Phillies in, in North America 2014. Rachel Alexandra, Eight Bells, all won this race. So this is not a... Oh, I wonder if this horse will move. No, no, no. This is a serious prep for the Oaks, like I mentioned, for 20 points uh, toward the Oaks as well. And, uh, I, you know, this is a not as great. This is not a great field. <laughs> Let's be really real about what this yeah. is. Not a great field. Uh, Olivia Twist is in here at 2-1, to one, and they've got uh, Defining Purpose at 6-5. to five. Defining Purpose is not a 6-5 to five type of horse in a $200,000 race. She just isn't. Um, lost a Hoosier Philly at Churchill Downs by six lengths in the Golden Rod. Um, I'm going to go ahead and say there's no shame in that because <laughs> because Hoosier Philly is uh, was the best two-year-old I saw last year. Uh, she just was, and I was at the Breeders' Cup. So, um, And then uh, she did come down. She won the year's end uh, black type for 150K at Oaklawn on New Year's Eve, um, last two-year-old race of the year there by five and a quarter lengths. So she's a deserving six-to-five favorite. The interesting part about the, the races here is there is a pick four here that ends with the allowance before the Southwest. And so I'm not sure why they lumped this race in at the beginning of the card, but I'm guessing it's because they wanted it to be the end of the early pick five and then the beginning of that pick four. Who knows? But I do think you have to make a choice here. You're either grabbing a bunch of horses or just go ahead and play um, play Defining Purpose as your winner here. 
Olivia Twist coming out of Remington Park. Sometimes we do get some nice horses out of Remington Park that ship to Arkansas, run really well. All she's ever done is run at Remington. Uh, shipping in the jockey here, Torres, for Todd Fincher. Todd Fincher, a fine trainer. That's not, I don't want to come across as though I'm, I'm diminishing his work. Um, 23% last year uh, overall in 446 races, a very legit sample size. So a, a solid race. This horse has done nothing wrong. She's a get out front, stay out front type. Um, at one point, um, she won races by two and a half. She won a mile weight race for non-two-lifers in an allowance by 15 lakes in November. Yep. 15 lengths. I kind of don't care who you're running against when you win by 15 lengths. That's impressive. Um, and then or she comes the back. condition of the track or anything. Yeah. <laughs> if you're in a parking lot, I don't care, right? Yeah. yeah. And so uh, she won the trapeze. The trapeze is kind of a springboard toward this race. Um, Remington Park, known for that mile course. Uh, obviously, the, uh, the springboard mile is run there as well. Uh, and so comes out of that race as well. Running without Lasix for the first time, and this is one of those things that is always mm -hmm. interesting to me to watch, is that if you want to qualify from the Oaks, for the Oaks, you have to run without Lasix in your qualifying races. So mm -hmm. will she be okay without Lasix? I think that's a good enough reason to, to pass on her as a major contender in this race because it's just a condition she hasn't run with. Defining Purpose has won without Lasix at Churchill Downs at um, – in a restricted maiden special weight for just for Kentucky breads. But if, if Kentucky breads is your restriction, that's a pretty damn good restriction. And so she's probably going to be fine. Yeah. Uh, did run in that, um, in that golden route. So she has two turn experience, came down to Oakland park, ran over the two turn mile uh, as well. Uh, winning that one by open lengths as well. Take charge. Brianna's in this race at six to one. Um, and she finished behind her by a full six lengths. And so uh, to me, <coughs> excuse me it's a defining purpose and then you move on kind of race and then we go to the southwest well how do you feel about the weather so like you're looking at 50 percent chance of rain at the time of the race right now right yeah so if if you care about that if you think that that's going to be a big part of this race wet paint the one who gets uh flavian pratt's flying in for the day gets flavian pratt here for Brad Cox, the two of them, by the way, are, are uh, one for two at Oakland, 36% overall, in their last 25 together. Mm -hmm. That horse has won over the slop at Indiana in a maiden special way. This, because of this field, usually I would look at a Brad Cox horse that broke its maiden in Indiana and think a little bit less of it. <laughs> However, because this horse came back and ran an optional claimer at Turfway, um, ran second, good second um, at, at Turfway, and people have to remember in December at Turfway, that horse was running in a $72,000 race. So it's not like back in the day when she would have been running in a nickel climber for 10, 10K. No, that's not what happened. This is a horse that ran uh, for $72,000. This is a Godolphin bred um, and, and you know, owned by Godolphin. So obviously they think that there's something here. It's a, you know, she's a daughter of blame, street crime mayor. That would be where you would go. Zach, if you think that, that this is a horse they trust on lots of different surfaces, obviously. Mm -hmm. uh, ran at Kentucky Downs. Then they put her on the sloppy dirt at uh, at Indiana. She wins as the favorite, right, under uh, Manny Esquivel. And then she goes to Turfway under Chris Landeros, one of the best riders there, and finishes a good second against Open Company for the first time. I That's where I would lean if, I, if, if you think the wet track is a problem. I'm going to go ahead and not worry about a – torrential downpour terrible situation at Oaklawn. plus i think they handle a wet track about as well as anyone in the country because all they do is dirt track so um I, I will keep um defining purpose on top uh in that race it's a good question um then we go to race 10 it is the southwest grade three 
um, one of the early grade threes for uh, three-year-olds uh, this year. Uh, interesting field, 750K, of course, mile and a 16th. We're going two turns over that dirt track at o- Oakland because they don't have another track. Arabian Night is obviously the star here. Uh, it'll be interesting to see if that horse can repeat the form from Keeneland. It is unusual that a Baffert trainee would, not, would have no starts in California before it gets to a derby prep. But here we are. Um, it is a different time, apparently. But to be fair, um, that was a $149,000 made special way. The horse went eighty six grand just by showing up. Uh, Zach and I uh, were there. This was an easy gallop for that horse, frankly, over seven yep. furlongs at a buck 21 and, and change. Um, has been working at Santa Anita in the classic Baffert formation, which is six and five furlong workouts. Horse will ship in. Um, and I, this is how I always know who Baffert's serious trainees are when they're younger horses. I look for those six furlong workouts. This horse has one um, over that Santa Anita dirt at 112. Everything else, I mean, under a hold, I mean, on these workouts, if you watch them, I mean, this horse is so effortless. This is, it just looks like dad, looks like an Uncle Mo, it just does. I mean, just so good. I mean, just so, so good. Uh, powerful horse, a $2.3 million purchase. If Mike is right and this horse ends up in the Derby, it'll be the most expensive horse to ever win the Derby if Mike is right and the horse wins the Derby. Um, I think the Zidane people are more loyal to Baffert than they are to the Derby. I want to be on record with that. So to me, it's not even a question. If you're looking for another horse to play here, Sun Thunder comes in off a maiden special weight win at Oakland over a mile by six and a half lengths over kind of wet go. Not sloppy, but if we're a little wet, if it's a little heavy, maybe that's a horse that you use. Just worked at uh, Oakland five days ago. 47 and three bullet workout over along. So the horse is in good shape. It is a Kenny McPeak. It is a uh, Daniel Cabrera. Two of them very good at Oakland Park. Uh, five for their last uh, 15. Interesting thing about this horse. This is an intimate chip, Medallia Doro Mare. So bred for the two turns, bred for the dirt. No, no question about any of that. So mm-hmm. 10 to 1, I was a little surprised to see Zach, but only because, you know, Jason's Road did win at the fairgrounds in the gun runner. It's interesting to me that Brad shipped that horse up here rather than running with instant coffee, but obviously he didn't want to run them against one another. I don't know if he thinks this is the better of the horses. So instant coffee is like his second or third. And Jason's Road is running for 750. He likes that horse a little bit more. I'm not sure. Um, but when you run for West Point, I mean, let's say that's as serious a client as he has. And so um, that's another horse there at four to one. Ran a 90 speed figure at a mile and a 16th at the fairgrounds. Does that translate to Oakland Park? I'm not sure. Hated, hated the slop in the street sense of Churchill Downs. Hated it. Um, I was there for that one. Did not like it. And I and I mean, like, they dropped, kicked the rider off when he was loading because he hated the slop so much. Um, I mean, it just faded like like crazy. Two fills won that race. That's why everybody fell in love with two fills. Um, I... I if it's wet, run from Jace's Road. And I mean sprint as fast as you can away from Jace's Road. Um, but I think this is another Arabian Night, Bob Baffert special um, in this race. So uh, play the six. Again, I think the one Sun Thunder will absolutely be part of the equation here. So if you need someone to fill out your exact your trifecta, look for the one Sun Thunder at Oakland Park on Saturday. In the Southwest, 20 points there or zero points, depending on uh, who your trainer is. Um and then uh, the Las Virginis is out at Santa Anita this weekend, and I haven't spent a ton of time on it. And uh, Zach, it's pretty simple why I haven't done that. And um, explain to me, Louis. <laughs> <laughs> why would that be? Um, because they don't put out their morning lines, and so um, 
it's hard for me to do any prep work for Santa Anita for this show. Um, I think the morning lines are out by now. I'm checking right now. I'm trying to be a good citizen uh, to make sure they are. Okay, so I will go to the Lost Virginist, which is race eight, uh, grade two, mile and an eighth, or that's the Santa Squall. So that means it's the Lost Virginist race two. It is. So that means there's going to be no horses in this race. Um, if I saw this race... Um, online like I think I did. I'm a little concerned that Bob Baffert has four of the five runners in this race. Um, nope, it is not that race. Good. Okay. Bob has uh, one one of the races out of, out of six. Okay, so we have a six-horse field here. Faza is one of his. Uh, she's awesome. Uh, we watched her win the uh, Starlet at Los Al, um, which is where uh, Bob got obviously got his uh, thoroughbred start. Keeps the barn there, of course. Uh, in one, one, 144 and change over one, a mile and a 16th. We're going a mile here. It's kind of an interesting, I wish Santa Anita would do less of these mile runs because you start at the finish line. It's very close to the start of the turn there. I wish they would run more at a mile and a 16th, but I get it. We're still running. I mean, they're technically three-year-olds, but none of these horses were born three years ago. They were still, you know, in the womb at this point. Phase is eight to five. Justique is the six. She's uh, she's nine to five for John Sheriffs and for uh, Victor Espinosa. Two of them kind of lukewarm combination. Uh, obviously, Ramon Vasquez riding for uh, Bob Baffert because uh, Flavian Pratt's not in town. Two of them hitting together at 27%. But Justy coming out of that Desi Arnaz at, uh, at Del Mar over seven furlongs and won that race. So this horse is going two turns for the second time. Last time she did it was with Victor Espinosa in the saddle uh, in the in the chandelier, and that was a grade two in October. So she's had a little bit of time off here. Stay away from Justy. John uh, Sheriff's is not good off the layoff. Um, so I would stay away from the six in this race. I would lean more on Faza. Um, if you're trying to beat Faza, I do think you have a couple of options here. Pride of the Niles in this race for Doug O'Neill. Um, it's always hard with <laughs> with Doug's numbers to figure out what he's doing because he tries so many different things and he's not afraid to lose races. And so, you know, his if you just look at the form with Doug O'Neill, he's a really, really tough guy to handicap. But he gets Juan Hernandez in this race. And man, if I don't love me some Juan Hernandez and you haven't heard that on the show, then you're not paying attention. And so um, I, I really trust him there. Was trained, uh, had had to move out of the barn uh, to Leandro Mora because of a suspension recently. Leandro's his uh, top assistant, and so ran really well in that starlet. Uh, lost by a head to Pride of the, or, uh, to to Faza in that race. If they're if they're heads apart, and one of the horses is eight to five and one's three to one, bet the three to one. I mean, it just. I mean, sorry. I mean, just just do that. I also think because of where this is, you know, it's the start of the pick four here. Um, yeah, start of the pick four here. If you're playing the pick four and you want to be different and you want to hit it for a price, that's the kind of horse you got to use. You got to use Pride of the Nile the four rather than face it. Everybody's going to use face it. And I get it. You know, you put down your $36, $48 bet, whatever it is. Louis, I don't want to waste it with a miss on the first leg. That's not the point. The point is, if you put down a $36 bet and FaZe wins, it's going to pay 50 bucks. <laughs> I hate to break it to everybody. That is what it is. Uh, but 20 points uh, for the uh, Kentucky Oaks, unless you are FaZe. So um, just because of that, I'll be rooting for uh, Pride of the Nile just because she's actually eligible for the race um, out there at Santa Anita. Uh, fun day out there. They do have the, the San Pasquale as well um, running this weekend, trying to keep up on the Eclipse Awards. I don't think they've technically um, – oh, there we go. So the older Dirt Mail is Flatline. Congratulations to him. Shocking uh, that uh, all of us would win that, uh, that he would win that. But um, good to go. By the way, Zach. <laughs> Recommendation? Brittany Erden. Good, good, good thing to check out tonight. Um, 
if you, yeah. Uh, Malathat is the uh, the older dirt female. Uh, I voted for both of those, so there you go. Um, that's good. So far, so good for my votes. <laughs> I mean, they, you know what? I mean, they should probably just let me choose. Don't you agree? I, I absolutely do agree. Um, <laughs> Cody's Wish, the story there, uh, wins moment of the year. So congratulations to them. I, I think we all agreed that that was going to be uh, – John Sherver, when he was on, said that that was uh, who he was going to to vote for. Um, I'm a huge fan of Malathat, of course, because she was my top pick when I did the Oaks rankings in the uh, in the times, and so that was awesome. Uh, I am uh, – so, so far, I'm, I'm batting, a, a batting a thousand. So there you go. But let's go to Gulfstream Park, Zach. Um, just a reminder on some of these bets uh, – the, the takeout rates at, at Santa Anita are really approachable, or excuse me, at uh, Gulfstream are really approachable. They're not at, at Santa Anita, I'm sorry. <laughs> I was about to say, oh, let's oh, talk are. about that, Louis. <laughs> yeah. Oh, 24% on that. Yeah, no, no. Um, win play show bets are 17%, 15% on those pick fives. Uh, so if you wanted to bet just, you know, race by race, just have some fun. Exactas are 20%. Once you go more than that, a trifecta, a, a super whatever, the, the rates go up. So play the exactas this weekend. Um, I think because of the field sizes and some of the, the field qualities, frankly, you're going to have a chance to hit some pretty big exactas. Daily doubles, pick threes, pick fours, all 20% takeout. So you can play all of those with a lot of confidence. What I like about that as a player, they don't penalize you for playing the pick three because I love pick threes. Everyone knows that. Um, there are one, two, three, four, five, six, seven graded stakes at uh, Gulfstream this weekend. They call it the championship meet for a reason. We're going to talk about the late pick three uh, to keep this show under seven hours. And um, so uh, we'll go right away to race 11, which is the uh, the Pegasus World Cup Philly and Mare Turf Invitational. The good folks at Pepsi are paying for that one. It's a half million dollars in the kitty there uh, for Phillies and Mare's Warren up. They're going a mile and a 16th on the turf course. If you know your turf course at, uh, at Gulfstream Park, that means they're starting just before the finish line and doing the two turns, and they will call it a day. I'm skinning the first two legs of the pick three, and then I have no idea what to do in the Pegasus. So this is obviously a skinny leg for me. I think the morning line favorite that's most likely to win in the late part of the card is in this race, and her name is Shanti Sara for Irad Ortiz and Chad Brown. Two of them hitting together at a crappy 34% at Gulfstream yeah, Park. Say, it's hard to vote, vote against Irad ever in a race. <laughs> um, Chad Brown only wins at 23% on the turf and at 24% in graded stakes. She did not run great last time out at Keeneland um, in the fall harvest. I I think she was exhausted. Uh, she ran really well in the Jenny Wiley before that, uh, the grade one. She ran really well and won uh, the QE2, the grade one uh, at Keeneland as well, over a yielding go. One at Belmont before that in the uh, Oaks Invitational as a three-year-old. And then, um, so to me, and then of course she won the pucker up at, at Arlington Park in 21 before that. Doesn't run a lot. Brad, you know, Chad Brown obviously choosing his spots with her. I, I think she's the most likely winner here because I think it actually, the pace is going to set up for her. She's not a deep closer. She's more of a mid-pack closer. And you have Delika in this race. And Delika's going to go up front, stay up front. Mm -hmm. And I think you have to include Delika, the two here, who's coming off of a really excellent 2022 in which she won almost a million dollars, picked off the grade three Cardinal at Churchill Downs. She picked off the uh, ladies' turf. Uh, grade three at Kentucky Downs. And before that, of course, won the Beverly D, a grade one at Churchill Downs over the turf course, uh, whatever that thing was. Uh, it was much more of a turf course when she won uh, in November, but she had grade three uh, wins twice and then a grade one win, of course, at Churchill Downs. So I, I think Delika, I'm including her because I like to play Zach in these races, horses of different styles that are the best at the styles. And so Delika is the best front runner in this race. 
And I think Shanti Star is the best stalker in this race. Um, if you wanted a deep closer, I think Wakanaka is a fine play here for Joel Rosario Del Mott. Uh, won twice last year uh, with, with solid speed figures. Uh, has, has run a decent race at Gulfstream Park in the Honey Fox before in a, at a mile distance. Just ran out of time in that race. So if you wanted someone that's going to get a 16th of a mile more, in a race, mm-hmm. maybe Wakanaka the three is the other course that you include here. But I went skinny. I went nine and two here, uh, like I said, because we're going to try to spread a little bit when we get to uh, the actual Pegasus race itself. But race 12, the second leg of the pick three here for us is the mile and an eighth turf, Pegasus World Cup Invitational Turf. Um, it is a grade one. It's presented by Cutter Racing. They're going a mile and an eighth, so a little bit longer here. We do have a Philly or a mayor on the field, I should say. Um, but this is, uh, this is for a million bucks here, grade one. It's a big boy race here. Um, and unfortunately it's not a big boy field. Um, and so for that reason, uh, we're going to go skinny again and I'm going to look to the outside, um, because I think we're gonna have enough time for the race to develop for two horses to do what they do. And this is where I'm going a little bit upset minded because it's a horse that just ran at Churchill, excuse me, at Gulfstream, um, in the Fort Lauderdale in a grade two and looked freaking spectacular doing it in a stalking role with Joel Rosario and Christoph Clement horse comes back. That horse is the 12 city man, four to one on the morning line, uh, won five of his uh, eight races last year um, to it at Aqueduct um, in, in state bred races, but then came to came down to Florida and won against open company. I love that kind of progression. That's the kind of thing I'm looking for. City man, to be fair, did win the forbidden apple last year over a mile course at Saratoga. That's a serious turf race as well. So that's a horse that can really run. I love Joel Rosario in this spot. So I think the horse has a real shot um, in this one. And then I went to the 10 Ivar, and this is a little bit of um, – what's the best way to put this? Ivar is a horse I've seen a lot, so I like him. <laughs> yeah. But I think he's 5-2 to two for a reason. Paulo Lowe was having an unbelievable start to 2023. Had a great 2022. This horse is a serious, serious horse. Runs in the very best races, all the grade ones, um, BC Mile. Um, was was right there. I, I, you see fourth place. The horse lost by a late to Modern Games. And I think Modern Games was far and away the best turf horse in North America last year. I, mm-hmm. I mean, just absolutely the best. Um, and then, you know, comes back. Or before that, ran in the turf mile, ran behind Annapolis, who was a great turf horse last year. Uh, lost to Modern Games, obviously, up in Oaklawn uh, in second place. We saw the horse at Indiana in the Schuster Mile um, and, and was off the layoff there a perfect spot for that horse to come back. The horse was something like six, seven months off, came back, ran in that race, shipped him up to Woodlawn for that race, runs all over and always runs well. So to me, Ivar is an include because the horse runs essentially fifth, sixth in the race, and then it closes at the end, uh, but has good early pace if it needs to. City Man, on the other hand, is the balanced runner is going to be a stalker type. So I think the best stalker and the best closer in the race are the 12 and the 10, so I'm going to go skinnier. If you want a long shot in this race, first off the claim, interestingly and it's not a claim i should say but first off the barn shift to safi joseph jr is masterpiece the chilean bread um tyler gaff gets the ride here didn't show up totally in the in the british cup turf i i don't hold that against horses when <laughs> they lose against the very best turf horses in the world um right as far as north american races are or before that though ran in california ran really well won the ed reedy and then uh after that ran in the delmar handicap and um and finished second by a head. And so Masterpiece on the West Coast, really, really effective. Can some of that West Coast turf form translate to the East Coast? It doesn't always, but I think that there's a chance with Masterpiece that he does. Um, pick up Tyler. If people don't know, before Tyler's move to 
Churchill and other places, he was the guy at Gulfstream. And I mean, year round, he was the guy at Gulfstream. And I remember going down there during the summer, my wife had to go to a convention. And I remember watching horses that should be eight and 10 to one get bet to six to five because Tyler was on the horses. And so I spent the day betting against Tyler, but that was, it was out of respect, frankly, because he was on these horses that didn't, weren't going to win. Um, but he really knows the course. And so I really trust him down there. Horses three for three at the distance. So Masterpiece would be a long shot play for me, the 11 in this race, because I do think you're going to get 10, 12 to one. I do. And so um, Safi's not known for his, his turf uh, racing. He's 21% overall, only 17% on the, on the turf. Uh, but this is to me more, he got a horse from the McCarthy barn and is trying him in this race. If you want a long shot, use the 11 here. I'm going to play some kind of, some kind of ex- exotic with the 12 and the 10 and then the 11 in the second and third spots, that kind of thing. Uh, when we get to Saturday and then finally the, uh, the PS there is he starts the race of the day, the $3 million Pegasus world cup invitational grade one mile and an eighth over that dirt course. If you were wondering how long the dirt course is at, at uh Gulfstream park, it's a mile and an eighth. So this is one turn start to finish at the finish line. Zach, I, um, it's the best way to put this. <laughs> this, this field is, um, this field's confusing because if you look at it and you just try to be objective, if you took the names off the horses, how about that? And by the way, I should figure out a way to do that. Because I think if you took Cyberknife's name off of Cyberknife, because I thought about him in the three-year-old male category for and the Eclipse Awards, for stats. example, and just look at stats. He's the best horse here. He is. But oh, he ran against but he gets around but he ran against three year olds the whole year, right? Yep. You're not doing that here. And and like I did in race eleven. No, he is not. No, he's not. Like I did in race eleven, I'm gonna look at a horse that's been good at Gulfstream Park. And a jockey that knows Gulfstream Park and a trainer that knows Gulfstream Park. Safi Joseph Jr. has three runners in this race. And I don't know if we still have the hashtag, but White of Barrio is in this race. And it is always no, White of Barrio. No, I it's have always, to pull that one out. It's always White of Barrio season. However, <laughs> I'm going with a different Safi on top. I'm going with the seven Skippy Longstocking of all freaking things. Winner of the Harlan Handy last time out, grade three, at Goldstream, mile and a 16th. We're going a mile and an eighth here. The horse pulled away at the end, stalking position. Uh, beat simplification in that race. So, so a good field. It was for three and up, so older horses were, were were running. Ran in that Pennsylvania Derby, nowhere to be found. Won the West Virginia Derby last year. Ran in the Belmont. Uh, ran third in the Belmont, if people don't remember. Um, did run in the Preakness. Uh, ran in the Wood Memorial before that, so was on the New York path uh, of, for things. I, to me, this was always this is always Safi's second horse, by the way, because uh, White of Barrio was always his first horse. Mm-hmm. That performance last time out, I can't get it out of my head, was so good. Beat older horses, um, beat. I mean, outpace simplification. Simply put, and simplification's a yeah. fine, fine cold. Okay, here's where I get weird. I've got Art Collector in the second spot, and and I'm. This is where this is where this race is so interesting to me, Zach. Is I think he. And by the way, I love, I love, the move to Junior Alvarado here. And I'm sure a lot of people are like, wait a minute, he had Louis Sias. I get it. I'm not, that's not what I'm doing right now. 
Horse wins the Charlestown Classic for the second straight year. Uh, grade two comes back in the Luke's, Luke's Classic at Churchill Downs, nowhere to be found. They give him some time off. Bill Mott comes off of the layoff, this kind of layoff, by the way, at 22%. This is what he does. The Bill Mott, this is how good the guy is at, at placing horses 27% graded stakes. We're getting 10 to 1 on this horse. We're getting 10 to 1 on a horse that won a grade two last year, ran in the Saudi Cup. I mean, won the Alidar? That, that at Saratoga, that's what we're doing now. I'm getting it. Are we doing that? That's what we're doing. Great. Okay, I'll take it. <laughs> give me, give me the son of Bernardini, uh, the six-year-old horse. This might be his last race. I'm not sure, but give me that horse. That's what I'm going to do here. Give me him in the second spot, ten to one. And then I'm going with the Baffert. I'm sorry. I mean, at some point, like he might have a massive weekend. And if I don't include the Baffert, how? Who, by the way, is picking up Irad Ortiz? <laughs> Irad jumped off another horse in this race to to ride Defunded. It's not an accident. Defunded, of course, winning the native, uh, the native Diver last time out uh, by four and three quarters lengths at Del Mar over a mile and an eighth. Before that, one the awesome again, another grade one at a mile and an eighth over Country Grammar, who I thought was one of the best horses on the Ooh. West Coast last year. Yeah, Defunded at the end of the year was rolling. Bob gives this horse a little bit of time off, 29% when he does that. 38% his horses come back from winning their last race to win again. I, I just... Not a good chance is what you're saying. Really <laughs> <low>. <laughs> I, I, that's a 6-1 to one type horse in this race. I disagree. I think Defunded goes off at like 3-1. to one. Um, But a cool thing that we usually don't see with Baffert, by the way, this is a 5-year-old gelding. So he can't go to the breeding shed. We're going to see him for a minute. And that's fun because usually with Baffert, we don't get older dirt males because they're off to the breeding shed, right? Yep. So we're going to get defunded for a little bit. He's going to run back in the awesome again. He's going to run on the Pat O'Brien again. He's going to run, you know, in the San Diego handicap. We're going to see that horse again. That's a cool thing. That's a good thing for California racing um, in a weird way that a horse is gilded. Um, <laughs> it is what it is. And then I'll be honest, in the, in the, in the, in the last spot, I do have Cyberknife because if he runs his race, I think he wins. I do. Um, I, I don't think White Abario wins, but I think he hits the board at 10 to 1. So I think some kind of combination. Do you want him to, or you think he does? No, I think he, <laughs> that horse is four for four lifetime at Gulfstream Park. I know, I know. He's a grade one winner, period, in a conversation. <laughs> uh, no, no, no. I get it. He he lost, he in the slop at Aqueduct, lost the cigar mile in a grade one last time out by half a leg. Yeah. That's a real horse. That's a serious horse. Absolutely. That's a three and up grade one at the end of the year, too, by the way. Yeah. And he lost the mind control who's a freaking, I mean, a, a monster in New York, right? Mm -hmm. And so, no, I, I get it. We're the show. It's it's King Guillermo. I get it. Whatever. But, like, yeah, I snuck it in. You're right, people. I snuck it in. You're damn right I did. It's 51-minute mark. I got a King Guillermo reference. Um, I get it. But that horse is way more serious than King Guillermo for sure. So, um, so I went 7, 6, 5, 10 in the last leg. If you play what we just talked about, uh, the $2 base uh, pick three is 32 bucks. And I think if you hit an art collector at the end of that thing, we're talking four or five hundred dollars, something like that, on a two dollar ticket. So that's where I'm at. What do you think, Zach? I think it's racing season. <laughs> I, oh, no, we're I'm in really it now, man. It's over to, now. We're in it. You're right. We're in it now. It's, 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 I, I'm really looking forward to. Going. Um, I mean, the again, you know, I don't want needless besmirchment on the derby but having been <laughs> to lots of other races right and not actually seen races yet but planning to at turfway at yeah, Vienna right. grand at laurel i have seen races like 
it's getting better. Horse racing is getting so much better at these other places. And internet betting has allowed uh, uh, these smaller courses that have big money along the way, but don't get the TV time to be obvious to regular people. Like, Hey, you could have a nice day at Laurel or Turfway or Indiana grand or, you know, down along the way, you could go down to new Orleans, watch some races uh, and hang out in the French quarter. Right. Like after the the races, like it's, I I'm really looking forward to this year and especially next year, because I think, you know, Churchill's done a really good job of self-promoting and promoting for the sport. And I think with Derby 150, the lead up to that, I, I think, I'm hoping uh, that there's an explosion for horse racing. That w- Churchill does it right. Right. They they, they and NBC it out. and all their partners. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And and we drive home that hey, this is this is what it used to be again, which is every man's betting sport. You yeah, know? Right. yeah. Whereas you know, like you there said, there are no two dollar bets at anything else, man. There are no two dollar bets yep. at anything else. You can't play blackjack for five bucks or two yep. bucks. Excuse me. You can't play. <laughs> I mean, you can't do anything for $2. I can't bet $2 on, you know, the a football the, game. Like, the, yeah, no. yeah, Buffalo Bills to win. What is yeah, that game? Right. No. <laughs> By the way, Forte does win two-year-old male. I, I got that one again. And then Godolphin is the outstanding breeder. Had that one again. Um, so, I, again, <laughs> people. That's a humble brag tag. What a, what, a, what a waste of time um, for these people to not just take my – advice um wonder wheel does win two-year-old philly so i was wrong on that one louis the first one ever voted removed from the turf writers Association. <laughs> <laughs> oh i wouldn't be the first so tr- trust me that's, that's, that's a whole thing but uh but no let's get out of here man um yep, oh good show week. lots of fun stuff um i'm super excited to keep going with uh derby preps and all that again all of my stuff available at green street racing green street racing.com um go pick up the sheet in the store or grab it online uh, wherever uh, you are, you can go find it there as well. Uh, Zach, I appreciate you, my friend. You too. Give me a clink. <sighs> Play some music, man. Two news, one cup edition. Horse racing ambient. We're out of here. Closing time. Open all the doors and let you out into 